The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Time for the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. We are live in the Battery Atlanta on a big, big day in sports here in Metro Atlanta. Georgia Bulldogs trying to run it back tonight in the national championship game out in Los Angeles. And we are all over it here on The Fan. We're going to talk about it all day long on all the shows, including this one. And then we're going to broadcast the play-by-play of the game starting at 8 o'clock tonight, McDonough and Blackledge. We've got our fan cast on Extra 106.3 or the Extra app starting at 7 o'clock. And on the 680 YouTube channel. We are all over it here on the College Football Voice of the South and the official home, sports talk home of the Georgia Bulldogs. Hopefully your weekend went well. We've got a full show lined up. DT, we better get started. Take. Let's try it again, Bob. Yeah, let's do that one more time. Three, two, one. Big take. The magic carpet ride for Georgia's Stetson Bennett comes to an end tonight on college football's most glamorous stage. The 25-year-old Bulldog quarterback, has the rare opportunity to lead his team to consecutive national titles and exit Georgia with a 29-3 and record as the starter. Impressive. The mailman won't make it to the College Football Hall of Fame. you got to be an All-American. Stetson uh, won't be the number one pick in the draft. They don't like his size. But the Bulldog Nation won't ever forget his perseverance, his competitive spirit, or his ability to deliver in the clutch. Will he be remembered as the best quarterback in Georgia history? Perhaps. But with a victory on the big stage tonight in L.A., there is no doubt Stetson Bennett will be remembered as the dog's most successful quarterback. And doesn't that trump any stat that you can throw out there? There's your big take today. Let's hear from Stetson talking about uh, playing his final game. I think it's the national championship. You know, regardless if I was, you know, had years left or, you know, I don't, but it's national championship. It's the last one of the year. Um, it's the big one. It's, it's why we, 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 we were doing this winter workout so hard. It, it's what we, uh, we dream about when we're kids. Uh, so I don't, I don't think really me leaving has anything to you know, do with how hard I'm preparing. No doubt about that. Stetson, go get him tonight. 
Last week, I had on David Pollock on the Buck Blue Show, and we uh, talked about the national championship game. You can hear the entire interview and the full national championship game breakdown on my podcast, Buck's Beat, episode 78. Uh, you can find that at thepodcastpark.com, brought to you by Associated Credit Union. As I take a look at both sides of the ball, breaking it down with David Pollock, here he is talking about Stetson Bennett. It's stupid, man. I mean, it's, it's really silly. And, and you know, the fourth quarter alone, he was 10 of 12, I think, for 193 yards and two touchdowns. In the biggest game last year against Alabama in the fourth quarter, we needed scores, you know, multiple scoring touchdown drives in the fourth quarter. He just, he's got an unbelievable ability. Buck, I think it has a lot to do with who he is and who he, how he's been brought up and being a walk-on and nobody wanting him and coming back and nobody wanting him. That I think he just, I think he's just letting it rip and let the chips fall where they are. He's not trying to be something and he's not, but they love him. He's got the old threat ability, but he's, he's a gamer. He got hit a bunch, didn't play great in the third quarter, really, really struggled, and then all of a sudden, he can do it. He can flip that switch and get hot. There's no doubt about that, and also I had Pollock talking about TCU. Yeah, he's done a great job, and, and listen, they've had their scares. They've had a bunch of close games, and I think, you know, you start to build momentum, and, and I heard Sonny talk about it. He was like, listen, He's like, I knew I had a special team when I get in the locker room at, at halftime of Oklahoma, halftime of Oklahoma State. After some of these close games, he was like, they just, they didn't get too high. They didn't get too low. And, and it starts with Duggan. Their quarterback, Duggan, um, he's an Iowa kid, just brought up on a farm, super tough. Um, you know, wasn't even the starter day one, still stayed, didn't even think about transferring, uh, became the starter after, you know, the first guy struggles, Mordecai struggled against Colorado week one, and then he takes over. So it's just been a, a blue-collar team. Um, the defense is, is really interesting because they blitz less than anybody in college football. They're number number like they're number one in least blitz teams. They just they play really physical with their front and their their secondary they three they play that three three five and they mix it up in the back end. They're a hard team to kind of figure out what they're doing, but it all starts with a, a physical defensive line and stopping the running game. That's what's gotten them going against Texas and Michigan and really help them develop into who they are. Check out the entire interview and the full championship game breakdown on my podcast, Bucks Beat. You can find it at thepodcastpark.com. What do you say we continue to talk more about this championship game? Mm, tasty. <laughs> Time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Will the players play? That's what I'm wondering. A couple of key players are dinged up and are questionable for the championship game tonight. One on each side of the field. We'll start with George's Darnell Washington, the outstanding Bulldog tight end. Bruised his foot against Ohio State and is questionable for the game. Reportedly, this will be a game-time decision. Injured against Ohio State last week and spent the remainder of the game on the sideline, on crutches, had the boot on for a little bit. But not a high ankle sprain or anything like that. Is Basically, I'm going to dumb it down and just say a bruised foot. I would imagine they will cover up the bruise, double wrap the foot. And Darnell Washington, a Las Vegas native, First time he's had a chance to go play close to home back on the West Coast. 
And this one's for the natty. This one would be probably his, his final game at the University of Georgia. I'm just going to lay it out there. I don't believe Darnell Washington is going to miss this. Questionable? I believe he's going to play. Now, on the other side of the ball, TCU, I know they are behind the scenes uh, more than a little bit concerned about their running back, Kendra Miller. He's an all-Big 12 performer, first-team all-Big 12 running back. And against Michigan, sprained his right knee, sprained his MCL. And the word on Kendra Miller coming into today is it's going to be a 50-50 chance of him playing. Miller reportedly will warm up pregame and they'll evaluate the the knee and where he's at pregame after he warms up. Folks, he's not playing. I mean, he's been wearing a brace. I don't believe he's been practicing. And I don't believe he's going to play tonight, which is a big blow to TCU. Now, look, they've got another quality running back who stepped up against Michigan, 17 carries, 150 yards, had a 69-yard run. Amari DiMicardo is his name, and he's going to have to accept more of the workload in this game tonight. So, Darnell Washington, dudes, I'm expecting him to play. Kendra Miller, yeah, I, I just can't see him playing. Here's your college football bounce today on the show. You can listen so many ways to 680 The Fan, 680 AM, 93.7 FM. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and actually watch the show when we're in studio like today. And also, you can listen on the Fan app, driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. Wow. 10 o'clock hour on the fan is brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group, your champions of personal injury law. If you need to win your personal injury case, go to championshiplaw.com. Coming up on the other side, ESPN's Mark Slayball will join us as we continue to break it down. And when we come back, what would a TCU upset look like? I'll break it down. It's the Buck Blue Show, live in the Battery Atlantis, the fan, 680 and 937. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. 
fans, 680 and 93.7. Get ready for a national championship game coming up tonight. 7.30 kickoff. Georgia and Texas Christian going at it for the national championship. Got ESPN's Mark Slayball will join me coming up in a little over 10 minutes. Right now, though, I wanted to dive into this. People call us a homer from time to time. So I wanted to go on the other side today. What would a TCU upset look like tonight? Well, I'd be stunned. I'd be shocked. It would be ugly. But beyond that, let's break it down. Let's imagine that TCU pulls off the upset. What would that look like? Well, number one, in this scenario, that TCU defense, that 3-3 stack scheme they're running, you may have seen the Michigan semifinal game. They aggressively stuff that Michigan running attack. They gave up one big play early and then shut it down the rest of the game. believe that that run came on the first possession. And then from that point forward, the TCU defense gave up an average of 3.3 yards per carry. Now remember, Michigan's offensive line was rated and won the Joe Moore Award for the nation's top offensive line. So imagine TCU's defense shutting down or slowing down this Bulldogs physical running attack. That would be step number one to a TCU upset. Now remember, and we talked about it last week, this TCU secondary, specifically the three cornerbacks, the two boundary corners and the nickel cornerback, are all NFL caliber cover corners. They've slowed down the Georgia running attack. They locked down on Ad Mitchell, Lad McConkey, Arian Smith out on the perimeter and allow no big explosive plays in the passing game. And those two things would equal number three, frustration, which typically leads to turnovers for the opposing offense. You're frustrated. You can't run it successfully, and you got no receivers running open down the field. And typically, that would equate to frustration and forced turnovers by this defense. So that's the deal on that side of the ball. Let's look at the other side of the ball. For TCU to pull off the upset, this TCU offense has to have balance. And their offensive line, veteran-laden, very experienced, three seniors, two juniors, and not a bunch of stiffs they're throwing out there. These are big physical offensive linemen. And TCU really does want balance. They want to be able to run the ball, and they want to be able to utilize the, the passing attack and the run attack to make it difficult on the defense to know what they're going to run next. So let's say the TCU offensive line run blocks and pass protects and Dugan delivers a big performance featured by explosive plays in the passing attack like you saw against Michigan. That would spell trouble for UGA. 
Now, do I believe TCU's pulling off the upset? No. No, I got Georgia 38-24 winning the game tonight. However, stranger things have happened. TCU, as I talked about all week last week, is a really solid, well-coached, talented football team. And it's not just the offense, and it's not just the quarterback. Across the board, offensive line, receivers, running back, quarterback, you don't just back into these national championship games. You don't luck out and just find yourself playing for a national championship. Playing oddball defense, they utilize in the Big 12, a 3-3-5 stack to combat and defend the air raid and the spread offenses that run wild in the Big 12. Their D-line, really impressive. Linebackers aggressively tackle and cover. The secondary is have already broken down three big-time cornerbacks that can cover. But it doesn't, doesn't stop there. They've got an all-Big 12 kicker. They've got an all-Big 12 kick returner. There are no weaknesses when you look at TCU, in my opinion. Haven't broken it down. What does a TCU upset look like? I just gave it to you. Again, I believe Georgia will win the game. But stranger things have happened. Cinderella. Getting an upset victory? I hope we don't see that tonight. Rarely, I don't, I don't recall Cinderella ever winning in recent times the national championship. And I sure don't want to see it tonight. Let's bounce around the college football scene. There's some other big stories out there wanted to hit. How about Todd Blackledge jumping from ESPN to NBC? Wow, this is big news. They're going to team with Noah Eagle, 26 years young, to do Big Ten conference games starting next year. Big Ten is paying up, man. They got Fox with a noon game. They've got CBS with a midday game. And NBC will going, uh, going prime time with Big 12 games next season with Todd Blackledge jumping from ESPN and the SEC games to the Big Ten, calling those with the young whippersnapper Noah Eagle, who looks like he's about 15 years, 15 years old. Big, Big Ten stepping up, even though they sort of had it handed to him in the college football playoffs. Do you have a bet on the game tonight? Not gambling, but, you know, one of those friendly bets. Did you see Shaq and EJ on Inside the NBA on TNT? You missed that, DT? I well, saw a clip where I, I saw something about Shaq paying for something. Oh, no, that was a, that was his fine when he cursed. Yeah. Never mind. EJ picked a 45-17 to 17 Bulldog victory in the game tonight. Now, Arnie's a damn good dog, though. Oh, yeah, he's... Yeah. He's one of those. There's no doubt about it. EJ's awesome. Shaq, though, when he heard EJ say Georgia would win 45-17, Shaq stepped up big and said that if Georgia wins the game tonight, 
live on Inside the NBA on TNT Shack. We'll eat a horned frog live on the air. Now I remember this. Yes, and I want to know, my biggest question is how do you prepare it, right? How do you prepare, how do you eat horned frog? Technically, uh, it's, a, it's a lizard. You just you just saute that. Oh, you put you it on a stick and you yeah, hold it over the, it uh, the fire. And People eat frog legs. I've heard of that before. Yeah, but you never hear the horned frog thing. Yeah, like I said, technically a lizard. So, yeah, no, he's going to peel off the horn part. Excited to watch uh, Shaq not eat crow, but yeah. eat, eat, eat frog. frog. Yeah. yeah. I'm still laughing at him getting knocked under the Christmas tree back in December. <laughs> hey, a lot of talk about Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan and jumping into the uh, back into the NFL. Reportedly, he's already his representation's already spoken with the Charlotte Panthers. But did you see this coming down uh, overnight? Is who Michigan has identified reportedly as the guy who could replace Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. I did not see this, Buck. Shane Beamer. Oh. South Carolina coach, who's I'm, done one heck of a job in Columbia, say, I'm man. I'm a pretty big Shane Beamer fan myself. Yeah. So uh, He that has done an awesome job. He just got a four-year extension, actually. Yeah, I wonder what that buyout is on that thing. Yeah, keep an eye on that one. Hey, the FCS uh, national title game went down yesterday. You may have missed it with all the NFL action going on. Did you see this? South Dakota State took down North Dakota State in the FCS, formerly the 1AA, championship game 45-21. to 21. Now, North Dakota State, the Bison, had won 10 of the last 11 national championships at that level. South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, were searching for their first national championship, and they got it. Playing in Frisco, Texas. This is a shame they had to travel from North Dakota and South Dakota all the way down to Texas to play the game. They had played during the regular season, and South Dakota State took them down 23-21. They've now won four games in a row over North Dakota State. Pretty impressive what the Jackrabbits were getting done. Remember the days when Georgia Southern and Earl Russell were winning? Now, I know it's been a minute. Those were big-time days for the Georgia Southern Eagles. You know, I had somebody this morning ask me, looking ahead to next season, looking beyond the national championship game tonight, Buck, who's going to be Georgia's biggest threat to making it a three-peat or winning the SEC next year? Alabama. And I said, no, 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 no. LSU would be the biggest hurdle for Georgia looking ahead to next season. Hey, fell behind in that SEC title game, but looked pretty good coming back and making a game of it. I think Coach Kelly's done a wonderful job down at Baton Rouge. Jaden Daniels is going to be one of the bigger names coming back in college yeah. football, especially in the SEC right here. So He's yeah. a dangerous man. He can throw it. Much improved. Absolutely. He can run it. He's got some talented guys around him. Yeah, I would just say the biggest threat to Georgia in 23 would be LSU. Apologies to the Alabama fans out there listening to the show. And I wanted to bring up, and that'll do it for the bounce. 
Mark Slayball coming on here in just a couple of minutes. ESPN working the big-time stories in college football and college basketball. Wanted to bring up one more uh, one more rumor that is floating around. This one out of the NFL. Rams head coach Sean McVay reportedly considering resigning now that the season's over. Now, he just won the Super Bowl a year ago. He and the Rams won the Super Bowl, signed an extension through 2026, reportedly paying him around $15 million a year. The Rams had an embarrassing season this year. In fact, the worst season ever for a Super Bowl defending champion. Had to be embarrassing. Had to be tough for Sean McVay. They go 5-12 and 12 coming off the Super Bowl. And the word is McVay now is looking at resigning as the head coach and taking a job in broadcasting, calling NFL games. And let me just say that that, that would be a bad look if you ask me. So you win the Super Bowl, and then you go through a really embarrassing, disappointing season, and then you quit? You bail out? That is a bad, bad look, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope McVeigh doesn't do that. Not that I'm telling him what to do. A little Falcons talk coming up in a moment. First, let's head to the Hobson and Hobson newsmaker line. Bring on ESPN's Mark Slaybaugh. Mark, uh, tell us about the national championship game, uh, hanging out there, interviewing these teams. What kind of uh, thoughts do you have going into the championship game tonight? Buck, yeah, I'm just waiting on the rain right now. It's supposed to be a pretty bad storm the next two days, but it's closed in, so strong winds. I don't think it'll affect either team, but uh, see if Georgia can run it back and finish the deal, and certainly they're the favorites. Uh, see if the Georgia defense can get uh, Max Duggan to the ground. Is there a buzz in Los Angeles, uh, not known as a, a college football town? Not much of a buzz. Um I get that they want to move the national title game around and try to make college football relevant on the West Coast, but not even the buzz you felt in uh, Indy last year. Just, you know, there's a bunch of Georgia fans here. There's a ton of TCU fans here, but I think for the locals, it's just another Monday night. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, as far as, you know, I was talking about it earlier here before you came on, uh, a couple of big question marks as far as injuries go. And and I'm my educated guess says Darnell Washington is going to play tonight. What about Miller, their running back? What do you think about both of these guys playing in the game tonight? Yeah, I talked to Darnell Saturday at the media day at the L.A. Civic Center. <clears throat> he, he said he's going to try to give it a go. Um you know, we saw him limping around a little bit. He had a slight limp, but he told me he hadn't done much in practice all week. Was going to see how he did yesterday and their walkthrough. Um, but it's you know, it's it's more of a bruised ankle more so than than a sprain. So I think as long as he can tolerate the pain, he's going to go. And I mean, you know, as, as good as Bowers is, they're a lot better 
when they have both those tight ends out there with Washington, it's more about his inline blocking than anything. Uh, Miller, I would say he's doubtful. Uh, he, he told us he was 50, 50. He's got a strained MCL in his knee. He said, if it wasn't stable, he probably wasn't going to go. And, and Sonny Dykes, the TCU coach in his press conference yesterday said they had to, to think about the kids long-term health and long-term future. And, and that was going to be the most important thing with that, with him. Georgia, you've been around the Bulldogs here for a few days, uh, getting a feel for where their heads are at. Really exciting a national semifinal game against Ohio State. That that was uh, awesome. And really both semifinal games for the first time would get competitive, uh, really exciting football games. So what kind of sense do you get that Georgia's going to play better in this game tonight? Yeah, I, I talked to a couple of coaches. He told me they felt like Ohio State was maybe the best team in the country. Uh, Talent-wise, wow. you look at Stroud and Marvin Harrison and and, that, and Paris Johnson, all those offensive linemen, and that, that Georgia was fortunate, you know, to win that game. And you know, I think most people would agree. Probably Georgia probably didn't have any business winning that game, but they made the plays in the fourth quarter when they had to. Um, you know, clean if Georgia can clean some things up on defense, get some pressure on Max Duggan. I talked to Will Muschamp on Saturday. He said they knew that this Stroud's legs were going to be a problem and he was going to get his yards, but they felt like they had to bring pressure to get him out of rhythm. And he said with Duggan, they've got to get somehow get him to the ground. I don't think he's as fast as Stroud, maybe not as elusive, but he is a good runner. He's tough. He's physical. If you watch that Big 12 title game against Kansas State, the guy pretty much carried TCU on his back. So if Miller's not in there, then Duggan's going to have to carry a lot of the load and, and Georgia's got to figure out a way to get some pressure on him. Yeah, a lot of great storylines, as you know, coming into this game. Uh, and certainly that's one of them there. The head coaching matchup is really compelling, if you ask me. Sonny Dykes, former Texas Tech first baseman, has done an awesome job. I believe after he played first base at Texas Tech, he jumped into high school football coaching, uh, junior college, and worked his way up, was with Mummy at Kentucky, and then settled in out there on the West Coast. But I know Kirby gets a lot of love. Uh, Sonny Dykes, what a great job he's done. How impressed have you been with this guy? Uh, I love the guy. He's one of the best guys you'll ever meet, whether, you know, among football coaches or anybody. Just a great guy. Spike Dykes' son grew up around the sport. Um, You know, happy for him to have success because he went out to Cal and it was was not a good fit. And he'd tell you that. I think he was ready to leave to be a coordinator in the Big 12 just to get out of there. Um, but he's done a remarkable job in his first year. Really doing it with Gary Patterson's players and a bunch of transfers, and I think he knows they've caught lightning in a bottle. Um, figured out a way to, to come from behind a bunch of times. But, uh, you know, it's he's got a chance to really build TCU into to something special. Gary Patterson took him to a Rose Bowl and, They've won for a long time, but with Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12, I think if he can build on this long-term, they've got a chance to to really be the best team in that conference. He has really utilized that transfer portal. I think seven seven starters uh, coming in on this team uh, with the transfer portal between seasons a year ago, and he is cleaning up again. I think there are, what, three players from Alabama that are transferring there. What's the hook? How's he getting these guys to come play for him? You know, when he was at SMU, they really marketed Dallas's team. And I think at TCU, they're really marketing Texas's team. 
And a lot of those guys, JoJo Earl, Brock Meyer, you know, a lot of Texas guys coming back to Texas from, from other schools. And I think that's really going to be one of their big recruiting pitches. But if he can keep Joe Glenn, the defensive coordinator, and keep Garrett Riley, his offensive coordinator, who turned down a ton of money to go call plays at Texas A&M for Jimbo Fisher, then I, I think TCU is going to be here for a while. Kirby Smart, I believe, has really upped his game uh, here over the last couple of years. Obviously, you can see the results on the field. Got a shot at back-to-back national titles. He doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion, Mark, for the job he does communicating and motivating the 17, 18, 19-year-old young men. I know he gets love for the X's and O's, uh, especially on defense. But as far as communicating and motivating, I don't think anybody's doing it any better right now. I would agree with you. I, I don't. I, I think he connects with his players better than any coach in college football right now. I was over in Tuscaloosa in November and talked with Nick Saban, and, and he's frustrated. He's frustrated by the portal. He's frustrated by NIL and the disruptions it causes in the locker room and, and the fact that, that these kids are arriving on campus with a ton of money. When in the past, if you know you if it, if you followed Saban's directions and did what you're supposed to do for three years and bought into the program and the plan, then you would make a ton of money. And now these kids are already showing up with a ton of money. And I think Kirby somehow has, has figured it out and figured out how to motivate these guys. And, you know, the kids that were playing behind all those NFL guys last year stuck around and now they're getting their opportunities. So he can motivate and, you know, get guys to buy in better than anybody. Doesn't look like Georgia's going anywhere. Looking ahead to next season, uh, schedule looks really manageable. It will be described as one of the easier schedules among the top 25 teams when we start looking ahead to next season. And uh, with the talent they've accumulated there, I I guess the big question looking ahead is who's going to replace Stetson Bennett. Got some talented guys backing him up. That quarterback room, really impressive. Not a lot of experience in there. Would you be surprised to see him hit the transfer portal, bring in a veteran quarterback to compete with these guys? You know, I wondered if you might add one, even as a backup, just because I think there's a there's a chance that, you know, a guy like Brock Vandegrift, if he doesn't win the job in the spring, could leave to go where somewhere else to get an opportunity to play. But talking with Todd Monkin and, and Kirby and some other people, I think they feel really good about Carson Beck next year, um, if he can hold off Gunnar Stockton. Beck's probably got the strongest arm of, of any quarterback on campus and, you know, doesn't move as well as Stetson, but, you know, I think they feel like he can do the job and they, I think they feel really good about Gunnar Stockton. Um, you know, now nah, I got my way too early top 25 coming out right after the game and you're awesome with that. Yeah, thank you. It is a beast. It's really a beast now with a uh, transfer portal and super seniors trying to figure out who's coming back and who's not. But, uh, I think, I think you'll see Georgia. I'm not going to tell you who's number one, but I think Georgia's going to be pretty close to the top. A lot of controversy with Georgia fans about the no tailgating at SoFi. Now, you can, I guess, do that over at the forum right next door. And then UGA can't make the trip. They don't live, uh, allow live animals down on the field, reportedly, right? Yeah, I know the Siler family said he was that the trip was too far. So I guess the truth somewhere in between, but uh, now nah, the no tailgating, there have been a lot of complaints about that. Probably another reason you shouldn't have this game in LA. But uh, <laughs> you know, people have to make do. And there, there's another storm coming in, 
some point today that's going to cause a lot of flooding. So it'll it'll be it'll be the pregame will be interesting. Well, uh, best of luck covering the game, Mark. Great job uh, this week so far. Uh, reading your uh, reports coming out of there, we appreciate you making time for us today and getting up early. Enjoy the game, Buck. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark Slaybaugh, ESPN. College football and basketball writer, you enjoy him at ESPN.com. 680 The Fan would like to thank attorney Ken Nugent and Falcon favorite Grady Jarrett for another season of giving. Ken and Grady teamed up all season long, giving Georgia educators an extra $500 each week. For each Falcons game, Ken donated $500 for teachers throughout the state of Georgia. And uh, we appreciate them very much. Don't forget to tune in and catch Grady's final in-season interview with the locker room this Tuesday at 830. And great job, Ken Nugent. One call, that's all. We'll come back on the other side and mix in a little Falcons talk as we take you to 11. It's the Buck Belushi Show live in the Battery Atlanta here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. I do have a, uh, you know, just an immense amount of respect for Coach Smart, um, all the guys who um, on this team go to work every single day. You know, we, you, you sweat together, you bleed together. And it is, it's to create a program that's like this. And, uh, you know, extremely proud of that and uh, yeah, proud to be a part of it. Stetson Bennett, the mailman, looking to deliver out in L.A. tonight. Bulldogs going for another national championship. Running it back, baby. And 680, the fans' college football playoff national championship sponsors would be Georgia's own credit union, Academy Sports and Outdoors, Finlay Roofing, and powered by Georgia Power, the official power source for UGA Athletics. We'll be all over the big game all day long into the night. Here on 680 The Fan, the college football voice of the South. Didn't want to ignore the Falcons today as we wrap up another season. Let's talk Falcons football. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on The Fan. Well, the Falcons finish the season losers. Actually, they, they won the game down Tampa Bay that, let's be honest, were, you know, played the starters for a minute. It's two in a row, Buck. That's what we call. Falcons able to beat a Buccaneers team playing the backups. 
for a lot of the game. Does that count as a winning streak, Buck? Falcons finished the season losers. The record 7-10. and 10. Losers, losing seasons for the fifth consecutive year. Five years in a row. We've had a losing football team here in Atlanta. Now, the Falcons organization, uh, many members of the media, even here on this station, the locker room, I think, is on the Falcons' payroll. They're selling hope. Hope that maybe the Falcons have got their quarterback of the future in Desmond Ritter. Hope that they've got two go-to wide... Two go-to receivers in Pitts in London. They're selling hope that the 22 draft class will be impactful. Hey, I did like what Algier did this season. Although it's a little tough for me to celebrate a guy going for 1,000 rushing yards in 17 games. What's that, a little over 50 yards a game? Seriously. They're selling hope that this cap space has opened up and the Falcons are going out they're going to go out there on the open market with that money that's opened up salary cap wise and they're going to bring in all the best players that are on the, the market they're selling hope that Arthur Smith is the right head coach that Terry Fontenot is the right general manager hope is a wonderful thing folks however my Falcons have let me down so many times that it's tough for me to believe anymore. Five consecutive losing seasons. Now, if you've got hope that they're on the right road, you've got a better imagination than I do. In fact, I think it was bad business winning these last two games. Now, look, I'm not subscribing to the idea you tell the A.J. Terrell to go out there and fall down and let him hook up for an 80-yard touchdown pass. I'm not saying that they try to lose. I'm saying that maybe the front office says sit the starters now that we're eliminated from the playoffs. And behind closed doors, you start looking at... At drafting elite players in the top five of the NFL draft. Instead, we drop down to eight with the two meaningless wins, two meaningless victories. So we go from getting elite players to what, you know, maybe outstanding players. I think there's a big gap going on there. Safe to say, Buck, you're not really excited about the fact that the Falcons finally beat Tom Brady. Doesn't really do anything. But did they really? (laughs) Not really, no. Yeah, the Bucks were winning when Brady was in there, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, Look, man, they've let me down so many times. I have trouble believing now is the bottom line. What did you give us the other day about 29% of the time in the history of the Falcons? They've had a winning winning season. Is that about right? Yeah, that's what the research folks here at 680 told me. Actually, I think that was my son's doing the research. Mike Belusio has an extensive <laughs> research staff. Man, you gotta you gotta take what you can seven, get, man. man. Yeah, I mean, you gotta take what you can get. All right, time for the final word. 
I got the Bulldogs winning 38-24 tonight. Hey, that covers that 13-point spread, doesn't it? How about them dogs? <laughs> and I've had a lot of people asking me, and when they ask me this question and I tell them the answer, they look so disappointed in me. Buck, why haven't you traveled to the big game? Well, number one, my son was wrestling in the region duels over the weekend. What am I going to miss that? Number two, my daughter's home from college and she's leaving this week. What, am I going to travel to L.A.? Miss her being at home? I mean, it's family first these days. I did see you. I did see you at the Peach Bowl on New Year's Eve, Buck. Well, yeah, with my two sons in tow. Yeah, a little easier here, right? Number three, look, there's been no special invitation to be a part of the UGA uh, group. And, you know, to be any part of the team or be on the sideline or any of those things. So, you know, it's not like they invited me to be a part of it. So there you go. They're. They're my three reasons why I did not go to the game. DT, we appreciate you. Great job again today. I hope I got all these reads done. You got it, Buck. Go dogs. Yeah, I think we got them all done today. Got Nick and Chris coming up next. Enjoy the rest of the day here on 680 The Fan. And go dogs! Thank you, Buck. Where's Nernie? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.